What's up, Abundant Babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch. All things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and today... No, my husband. Your husband. I was gonna say like. I was gonna say we just got married. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Congratulations! Isn't it fun saying that? Like with my husband. Yeah, it is. I know it was like my favorite thing when I first. Got, to be honest, it's still my favorite thing. It's our five-year wedding anniversary. This I'm glad to know it doesn't go away. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's super exciting. Um, anyway, for those of you before we like go on a complete side tangent, for those of you listening, hi, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Please meet Morgan. Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me, everybody. And you are not not everybody's not having me. You're having me, but <laughs> but they're choosing to listen. So yeah, you are getting me a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you who are meeting Morgan for the very first time, she's an author, a teacher, entrepreneur, community leader, and she's an embodiment of the divine feminine here to empower others to become their own guru by stepping into the darkness of fear and into the light of activated awareness. And I really love this because I'm so passionate right now about talking about this stuff because I am a very positive, love and lighty type of person. But I tell you right now, that is only because I'm not afraid of the shadow. Like I will dive into that shadow work all day, every day if I need to. Obviously don't get stuck there, but I so love the power of doing this work. And it's an important piece of the work that I do as well. And so I'm really happy that you're here to kind of shed a little bit of light on this. And especially around um, the shadow work in business for entrepreneurs and really what that means. And I guess we'll see where the conversation flows, but that's the idea right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love that you say that you're not afraid of the shadow. I really always go towards the shadow. I truly love it. I think there's so much to be found there. I always say love, light, and black holes. You can't have the love and light without being okay with falling into a black hole here and there. So yes. Yeah. Life. I love that. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So why don't you share a little bit about your story? Like we just got married, but like what else? Okay. So we just got married. Um, but my story with spirituality starts quite a while ago with something that um, is an extreme shadow. I survived a terrorist attack in India in 2008 when I was 22 I was on a work trip working in the fashion industry. It was my first real job outside of college. So it was a really big deal. Um, mm -hmm. The whole city became under siege. I had to run for my life. Bullets raining from the sky, bombs kind of like really coming to terms with this might be it. Oh. And what I love about this story now, <laughs> a decade and a little bit later, and even when it happened, was how I reacted. And you don't know who you are until you're put in a situation like that. You can 
you can think about all of the ways that you're going to react. You can have a plan in your head for disasters, but when it really comes, you have no idea what you're going to do. It just oh, yeah. happens. And I ended up being a warrior woman. So at 22, I was pretty impressed with that. And before that, I had been quite a precious child. Yeah. I was very sensitive, very emotional, um, needed a lot of emotional care. And so to see myself in this situation made me realize like, okay, who was that? And she obviously is me. And how do I transmute this situation that mm -hmm. was incredibly terrible? I was riddled with PTSD and survivor's guilt and you name it. But um, what I really came away with was I was meant to experience this. I was meant to survive. And I am supposed to do something with this that hopefully, obviously will be great. At 22, I didn't know exactly what that mm -hmm. was. But here I am at 34, fully embodied in this experience. And that has led me to an unraveling of this slumber that I was in. I guess you could say I was just pretty unconscious. I had always been very intuitive and very empathic, but I didn't do anything with it. I more saw it as a burden because I mm -hmm. felt so much. I didn't know what to do with all of these emotions. It was mm -hmm. seemed like it was burdensome for my family and, and people around me as well. But after this experience, I just fully stepped into my power and the decade after that, I unraveled all of these limiting beliefs. I realized what I was capable of. And I think of that moment often when you just, when I, I just reacted and, and came into this warrior status that I was like, okay, I'm okay with this being part of my story because I'm using it to superpower my life. It's not bringing me into a place of being a victim or having it define me or always acting from that place. Mm -hmm. So since then, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's like legit one of the craziest stories I've heard. It was pretty intense. It was, it was really unimaginable at the time. But when mm -hmm. I came back, I had to have interviews with the FBI. They were suggesting talk therapy. I was getting documents from the court proceedings that were happening in India for the one person that was the terrorist who they caught alive. It was a whole thing. But I did Reiki after trying acupuncture, talk mm -hmm. therapy, screaming at walls, just crying my eyes out all the time. Mm -hmm. And that was when my life really opened up because mm -hmm. I realized she didn't even touch me. I'm experiencing all of these different things for the first time again, but in new and different and deeper ways. Mm -hmm. I was like, how on earth does this work? How yes. can I have gone through this and mm -hmm. now wake up the day later, the day after Reiki, this was like three months after the attack, um, feeling like myself. It was mm -hmm. just, it was an exploratory invitation, I would say. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I'm just curious because it's crazy, amazing story. Um, when you say that you saw like a warrior in yourself, like how so, like, would, is it just like in the strength that you had in, in moving through that situation? Like, was it just like a shift in your energy? You know, I'm curious. It was an outer body experience that I did what needed to be done. I was with my 40 year old boss twice my age with a colleague who was also much my senior and watching them kind of 
melt, dissolve, and go into the hole, I realized that I had to get up, get out, get some for all of us, or like shit was really going to be wow, really bad. Okay, yeah. And so it wasn't a decision. It was, it was so far away from anything that I thought I was ever capable of. And it just happened. Yeah. And even in it, I didn't think like, look at me, I'm like killing it. Like I was like survival. Yeah. <laughs> just like, let's get the fuck out. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was quite a surprise to myself as well, but, but witnessing myself in that position made me realize that I, I have this in me and it mm-hmm. doesn't take a terrorist attack to bring it out. It was mm-hmm. like meeting a part of myself that I didn't even know existed. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And I think that's like, it's a pretty like intense thing to go through. And in terms of like, the after effects, right? Like what you said with PTSD and survivor's guilt and all of the things. And um, it's so beautiful that you were able to like, kind of like meet spirituality through that and to be able to bring yourself through. But I think it's like, no wonder that you have this also appreciation for the shadow and the darkness, right? Can we talk a little bit about that? Like what exactly does shadow work mean and why is it important? To me, um, shadow work means looking at the things that are painful, traumatic, shameful, filled with guilt or just pain and not judging them, not saying that it's not okay to feel like this and increasing the guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shadow work is actually the acceptance and inviting the shadow to the table, setting a place for it and saying, come sit be here because you hiding in the closet is only creating rumbles and so much more fear. It's like Mm -hmm. when little kids think there's a monster in the closet and they never look to see that there isn't, Mm -hmm. they, they build this monster into something that it never even was to begin with. And Mm -hmm. so I love just thinking about going towards something, regardless of what you find, even if it's been done to you or you did something to someone else that you don't want to acknowledge Um, I think all of that is equally valuable to look at. And then there's a million ways to go about shadow work. I think it's different for everybody. I love journaling Mm -hmm. and EFT tapping has been my jam for the past few years. I think it's really just finding what works for you so that you're not increasing shame and guilt around something that you already feel shameful and guilty about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like to add on um, in my personal experience, like it's also, it's not necessarily always the things that either were done to us or we did to someone. It's like also like the energies within us that are um, suppressed or um, like we feel shame or guilt around them for no fucking reason, just because of conditioning or possibly something that happened to us, but we might not even have conscious memory of that. You know, because we live in a society where a lot of our innate epicness is like taboo, right? Money, power, sexuality, like these things that are actually such beautiful pieces of ourselves. There's more too. Those are, I think, three very big ones. Um, But it's, it is this interesting piece because we all, like the shadow, I believe is a catalyst, right? It's, it's a catalyst. Um, for us to to grow and expand um, into deeper acceptance. I love that you said that because it, I feel like the, the more we decondition, right? Like success isn't learning, it's unlearning most of the time. 
And the more that we decondition and come back to our true innate epicness is like the, um, the more we are thriving. And it's not the reason to do shadow work, but it is a piece of the, the puzzle because as we come into a deeper acceptance with ourselves, we can be more of who we are, right? And then we are so much more magnetic. We are so much more radiant in our purpose and in our power. And I feel like I probably had something else to say, but it's gone now. So <laughs> I love that you mentioned the conditioning and it's not something maybe that was done to us or that we did to somebody else, but it's also what I like, well, what has been called the golden shadow. It's like the suppression of a dream or something that you really want to do, but you think that everyone's going to think you're stupid or you're leaving a hundred thousand dollar a year corporate job. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That is also a shadow because it's living in the darkness within inside of you. But it also, again, is a catalyst, like you said, and it's, it's an opportunity to not only accept that that's there, but also start warming up to the fact that it could be your reality mm-hmm. and that this really could come out of you and into the world. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No matter what kind of shadow work yeah. you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for people to understand because it feels very unsafe to go into these dark places within you that are very unknown. They have all of this like scary, spooky stuff around them. They're covered in cobwebs and who knows what there's bats flying out when you open the door. But the reality is, is that you have all of the tools within you already that you need. You just need Mm -hmm. to awaken to them and be able to use them in a clear, concise, and conscious way to be able to access the shadow, understand what it is, where it came from, the root, and then be like, all right, I see you. Your power dissolves. You're not holding Mm -hmm. this against me anymore because I see you. Mm -hmm. And then you can slowly start integrating the shadow into your life. And that might even just be something like, okay, I get really jealous of people that I see online. I compare myself to everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel very shameful about this and I don't talk about it, but it's something that inhibits my daily activities, right? Mm -hmm. Like your self-confidence and then just being like, okay, I feel this it's there. And then slowly unfollow the people that make you feel like that. Start putting your own content out there and don't question it. And just like the working through of that initial thought that you're not worthy and that you'll never be like this person that you see with the filters and everything else goes away and Mm -hmm. you start really just trusting that like you've got it and this is Mm -hmm. in the bag already it just Mm -hmm. takes you knowing that Mm -hmm. yeah I love that you gave that example because I feel like that's um that or a variation of that is something we can all feel and really relate to and it was a good example as well to kind of show how to continue to work with the shadow because it's like once you have the light on what the shadow is then it doesn't necessarily hold power over you but it doesn't mean it's not there right you will absolutely probably still have the fear that, oh my gosh, what if my content's not as good as what, oh my God, they said that so well. Why didn't I think of that first, right? Like I've had this so many times in my business where I'm like, thinking of an idea, like, let's say I like thought of a program that I want to launch. And I either see somebody like launch a program with like, um, the, a similar or the same name as what I had thought of, or I see, I launch mine and then I see someone do a similar program with a cooler name. And I'm like, I could have thought of that. Damn it. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, I mean, 
probably it still happens from time to time now but I remember at the beginning of my business that so got me I was like I, it needs to be the perfect thing and oh my god that person thought of a better name and it was like I it made I made it mean everything and it kind of like crippled me in a way but it's like I still have moments where I like look at someone's stuff and it's even out of admiration like even not even of jealousy or anything I'm just like wow they're so amazing but it pulls me out of my own energy you know what I mean and so it's like the energy is still going to be there. It's just now you recognize it. Now you're just not like feeling shitty and ignoring what's causing that. You're just like, oh, I see you. Okay, now I can act in opposition to that. I can act with my truth. I can act with my alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, really just about truth and alignment. And I love that you brought up that example because in Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks about the energy and like the life cycle of an idea that it literally an idea is kind of more like a net than it is like coming to one singular person yeah. and whoever jumps on that opportunity and runs with it and creates it and, and brings it into manifest into matter is going to win because they're taking that idea out of the ether and creating something with it. And so it's not it's, it's, I feel like it's super normal that you see someone with the same name or very something, something very similar, or like the timing of a launch of a similar course. It's like this idea came to many people and everyone who just acts on it is going to be rewarded. Yeah. And I feel like as well, like, um, when something's coming through from spirit, like this is my perspective. When I see a lot of people launching similar stuff, I'm like, spirits talking loud like we need this like the collective needs all of these different lenses Mm -hmm. and we and I think it's also like I mean I'm sure everyone kind of already has a sense of this anyway but it is important to note that it's like just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you can like your magic is still so needed oh my god I tell that to my clients all the time someone will be like I want to xyz but so and so is already doing it I'm like but they're not you (laughs) they're not going to attract the same people that you are and they're not going to do it the same way and you're not going to do it the same way as them you're not copying this idea you already have it and you realize that someone else is doing it or even if you are parlaying off of something that someone else already did Mm -hmm. the fact that it's you and your unique perspective of the world your experience and how you're going to help this idea come into the world and unfold is so unique and so specific and so Mm -hmm. needed yeah absolutely so um one of the questions that came through as you were talking earlier around like um really like recognizing the shadow and then bringing it into your life and your business you know like I know a lot of us that do soul business our life and our business is very intertwined like I in my head I don't even really necessarily separate them I just feel like it's an extension of our purpose of our soul but for the sake of like speaking to entrepreneurs um can you give some examples or maybe even like some, um, methods or some things that people might want to take on board in terms of actually integrating their shadow? Because I feel like sometimes that can feel like, oh, like, I know I feel jealousy or I know I feel shame, or I know I feel this because of this thing that happened to me. How can they walk with that shadow? Like after the recognition part, because recognizing it and creating awareness around it is one thing moving with it is another. I think like flipping the script entirely and bringing it from not being part of your life at all to being a huge part of your life is, is the best way to go about it. You're truly absorbing the shadow into you from this separate part of yourself that, that you put it into this cubby hole and you are walking with it every day. So an example of that could be, especially in business, if you have this shame around 
no one opening your emails or no one coming to your webinars or no one buying your courses and having this lack of attendance and feeling like no one wants what you're offering, I think a way to bring that into your offering is to like know that this is just a fear and know that maybe your messaging might not be in alignment with you and that's why no one's coming and you're mm -hmm. trying to do something for somebody else or with a mask on or in a way that isn't in total alignment with you like don't mm -hmm. try to serve one person I always love to think about business as you're serving yourself first because you're creating this because you need it and then that is going to attract the people who resonate with you, with your story, with your experience, and they're going to see themselves in you and themselves in your offering. And then they're going to say, I have to have this. I have mm -hmm. to come. I have to go to her free Instagram live, like whatever it may be. I think the shame around people not coming is probably a root issue of not wanting to do what you're doing or not doing it in a way that you would want to doing it in a way that you think is mm -hmm. going to work or that you think people want like do it for yourself first no matter what it is and then people will come it's like build it and they will come yeah <laughs> I love that and um I think that's also it brings through like a different dimension of it as well because then it's more than just the shadow um piece of it it's like okay I have this fear and this is a shadow that's kind of like brewing it's like bringing it to the light but also investigating it you know because that's what you were sharing is like okay well what could be really the root cause fear here because obviously it feels shitty if nobody's coming to your stuff or buying your stuff so sad. obviously you're allowed <laughs> to fucking feel that too you don't need to be all like hey, rock solid. yeah yeah like I was literally talking about this on a mastermind call for my membership today and it was around like when we feel fear like that emotional fear especially that is a good fucking sign we're in the correct place in our business because we want to be leading from our heart we want to be doing something that genuinely lights up our heart which does also make our heart vulnerable to the potential pain but it's a good indication Right. So we're in the right place. Yeah. Um, I love riding roller coasters. I get terrified when I sit in the seat and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I do this? And then during I'm like, Whoa! like this is the best thing ever. But mm -hmm. that fear is so attached to something that I really love. And mm -hmm. it's because I'm terrified of it. And I love this quote, like if your dreams terrify you, like then you're in a good place. And that speaks exactly to what you were just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, allowing yourself to investigate it a little bit, not, you know, explore. Um, and this is, I think, the beauty of the depth that you can go into with shadow work. It can be like a quick, just like, oh, recognizing a fear, calling you out, like not letting you bum me out right now. Or it's like literally like the deep work. And then you find out later, this is like, um, you know, I, you get the example of like wearing a mask when you speak and it's like when you were a child and you thought you had to be this way and your teacher said this to you and then your parents said that to you and then your friends said that to you and you're just like, oh my gosh, here I am thinking that who I am authentically isn't enough. So I'm trying to be somebody online. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, how can I come back to myself a little bit more? And then that's a whole new process you get to dive into. Oh. Yeah, seriously, like every trigger that you have in adulthood is can be connected to something that happened to you as a kid. And then it just has like perpetuated in your life. All of these different scenarios confirm that 
you are supposed to feel this way as you did as a child. And breaking that cycle is so hard mm-hmm. because if you don't do it as a kid, because you're clueless, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. But in adulthood, like having a lifetime of situations that confirm that feeling, you're really reprogramming your brain to disassociate from that, to accept all of the situations and experiences that happen to you as feeding that fear. And then you like totally pivot into a different direction. And it's like, wow, look at all the energy that I gave to this my whole life until this point. No, like it stops here. That's Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Um, Yeah, there's such beauty in this. And I think as well, for those of you who are listening, like you're starting to see how it can really set you free doing this as well because I do feel that a lot of the times the biggest things that hold us back are the things that we're not accepting of ourselves right so so beautiful the biggest catalyst they're the best Mm -hmm. ways for us to move from that fear in the same lane even yeah just with a simple mind change and like obviously doing a lot of work go to therapy if you need it (laughs) get an astrology reading see an intuitive pull some cards do some tapping I mean there's a lot of practices it's not just like I see you fear voila and I'm healed like it doesn't work like that (laughs) exactly and some of the things take long time you know there's some things that I've been shedding deconditioning working with healing for years yeah some things that I'm just like oop Flick, flick you away. Done. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be lighthearted, but this could be like really deep-seated shit that happened to you that needs serious attention and help because it's holding you back from your entire life. But yeah, or it could just be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that I was acting this way for so long. I really don't believe this. Mm-hmm. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I am healed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. So if somebody is um, in a place where maybe they like weren't in full recognition of their shadow, maybe they have been working on their shadow and this is like a deeper reminder for them. Maybe this is someone who's just like, I'm so scared right now, but I know I need to do this work. What's something that maybe you can share with them just so that they feel um, supported and in trust of the process? Hmm. I would say closing your eyes looking directly at what you've been avoiding and be completely compassionate with yourself Mm. and just keep saying in your head, it's okay to feel this way. I am safe. It's okay Mm. to feel this way. I am safe. Because I think the huge resistance around working with the shadow is that you don't feel like it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. And you don't want to feel this way anymore, obviously, but to perpetuate the cycle and continue to not feel that way is going to just keep it going. So allow yourself to feel it and then really whatever that requires, like cry, scream, don't punch a wall because then you're just going to have to fix it. But like punch a pillow, you know, go for a run, go for a walk, do something that is going to shake up the fear and then just keep coming back to that place that you're safe and it's okay to feel this and eventually Mm -hmm. the hard shell outside will will dissolve or fade or at least soften Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to get in there and start exploring and start Mm -hmm. just being really as much as you can objective about what it is that you're working through and forgive yourself forgive yourself forgive yourself for Mm -hmm. all the times that you didn't feel it for all the times that you wanted to heal it and didn't for all of the times that you broke down because you're still feeling it so much. 
it's okay to feel things and it's okay to feel things that hurt really bad. And I think opening your heart up to yourself is so important. Mm -hmm. And we shadow work is self-love shadow work is self-care. Like at the very crux of all of this, you're just taking care of yourself. You're taking responsibility for your well-being. Mm. That was like the perfect ending, I think, because <laughs> oh, like it is okay to feel and compassion for yourself. Like I think those are two incredible ingredients for success and well-being in all areas. <laughs> Oh, so beautiful. So um, thank you so much for everything that you shared today. I feel like honestly, we could talk forever. I just honestly cannot believe it's already been half an hour. What the F? <laughs> anyway, mind blown. But um, where can people come hang out with you if they want to be in your vibe more and kind of like continue this conversation or just this, this general energy? Yes, come into my vibe. My website is morgangarza, G-A-R-Z-A.com. And everything's there. I think that's a one-stop shop. That's easy. Perfect and buy my book and yeah what's your book it's called soul magic ancient wisdom for modern mystics Ooh. and it's a guide with a lot of different modalities which connects the ancient past and the roots of a lot of the the things that we practice astrology tarot mediumship um, even sacred travel pilgrimages are in there crystal healing of course but um it's a lot of reverence for where these practices came from how to use them in your daily life and how they can help you come into your own soul magic. Oh, I love that. Sounds so freaking cool. <laughs> oh, awesome. Love, like the book has a little ribbon, like a journal. It makes me really happy. <laughs> oh, that is really cool. Thanks. Also on my website, everything's there. Cool. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing. And for those of you listening, thank you for being here. I always appreciate your ears, your heart, your energy here with us on the podcast. We'll see you next week. And thank you so much again, Morgan, for joining me today. Bye. Bye.